0: I'd say for probably the last, I don't know, maybe month or so, um, up here during altar call, something that God has put on my heart for a, n- a number of people that I've been praying with uh, is that you need to remember the promises God gave you. You need to remember the promises. That God has given you. And I don't care how long ago it's been. Whatever it is. But you need to remember and resurrect. Those promises that God gave you. Because I believe too many of us. uh, Have forgotten. About those promises. And and God is saying it's time. It's time for my people to walk. In those promises. And accept. And live in those promises. And, And I want to be brief today. Because I believe that here at the end. I want to give God some time to let that presence fall. He wants to break some chains today. He wants to restore some things today. He wants to bring back to our memory some promises that he made to some of you today. He wants to set you free of some things today. And in the state of this world, we need to stand on those promises that he's given us. We need to walk in those promises that he gives us. So if you had victory here last Sunday, if you had victory here Wednesday night, yesterday at men's prayer, whenever it was, if you've had victories this week, get them again today. If you've fallen since that last victory, get up today. Walk and talk in it again. In Jesus' name, we're going to live in this every day. I turn my eyes to the hills from which my help comes from, and they're from God. And when I look at, I look at, This scripture, and when I look at the children of Israel, I I look at our relationship with God. Our our relationship with God is much like the children of Israel exiting Egypt. It's much like a relationship that we have with uh, in our dating life and in our spouses. And it's much like the Old Testament with Israel. I remember several years ago at Purpose Institute, Uh, one of the assignments was to take one of the um, the prophets, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament, and compare it to America today. And the funny thing was, and I guess it's really not funny, is we all had different, different books. And all of them, you could look at how Israel relates to portions of where America is, was, and it's just how God is showing us. You can look back at my word. You can. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to look at the New Testament. No, no, no. There's depth. There's knowledge. There's understanding. There's learning in that Old Testament. We can learn from what Israel's gone through because we're doing it right now. If Israel was God's people, we are God's people. We are now the seed of Abraham. So we are living just like them. And the promises that God gave them and the promises that he gave us when he came here and lived in the flesh, those are our promises. We are part of that covenant. So we can look back at that and we can learn from that. And I look at this, this moment, this exodus from, from Israel and our lives, our walk with God. And that moment when they came out of Israel— that are, are Egypt, when they came, when they got set free, when they escaped from that bondage, when those chains fell off, when, when they finally were set free from hundreds of years of bondage, what a freedom they felt. What a freedom you felt when you first came in and were baptized in Jesus' name, and when you repented at an altar. And God took all of that sin off of you. Hey Amen. Do you remember that time? Do you remember how great that feeling was? That moment of being set free from that captivity. Being free and f- that feeling of repentance when that came off. It's how they felt when they left Egypt. It's how they felt when they got free from that. Now they're experiencing that. It's just like that first moment you fall in love. When you, when you first meet that person that, that you fall in love with, the excitement of that new relationship, they can do no wrong, right? They're perfect. Everything's perfect. Smiles and, oh, I love you the most. I love you more than that. I love you mostus and on down the line. You don't hang up on the phone. Oh, you, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. You both fall asleep while the phone's you know still on, off the hook or whatever not off the hook anymore. You guys are thinking, what is a hook? What is a cable to a phone? But that's the excitement of that, that newness of our relationship with God. That that wonder of just feeling like just freedom from that. I had the experience of growing up in this church under our bishop, Brother Buller, and getting baptized at seven, the Holy Ghost at ten. But For too many years of my life, my 20s and early 30s were spent living for this world, going back into Egypt, and and living that life. You know, Egypt is a type of the world, and, and I got caught up in that. And like Moses said, sin was fun for a season, and that was a short season, because the rest of that time, fighting my way back to God was a struggle and a battle And misery and I tell you right now if you're thinking about leaving God if you're thinking about leaving the church don't do it because that struggle is going to be harder than you want to go through when God is the way maker and he's already gonna make the way don't go through it young people don't go through it this is too good what you've got serving this God is too good the Holy Ghost is too good don't walk away from it there's nothing out there there's nothing in Egypt for you, but that walk, that, that, that newness. So when I finally came back, when I stopped wrestling, when I, when I finally said, I'm, I'm giving my life back to you, God, coming back to church, coming back to God. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to go back to church. Church has this. Church has that. Church is where you can find God. You can find them at, in your prayer closet at home. You can find them. But I tell you what. People can talk about the flaws of people in the church. We are flawed. Amen? That's okay. We're here to get better. We're here to serve God. And this word of God and God is what makes us better. The Holy Ghost, baptism in that tank in the name of Jesus Christ, and a walking a talking, and talking in the Holy Ghost is what makes it better. So that's why you come to church. You're going to find God there. You're going to find worshipers there. You're going to find broken people there that are saying, hey, it's okay. No, we're not all perfect, but we're trying. We're doing the best we can. But I came back, and I remember that time of coming back. What, what, a, what a time that was. Two or three years of a, the highest I ever got. Nothing Egypt offered gave me a high better than what God did, what the Holy Ghost did. I remember going to work, and I had the fortunate. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to put in earbuds and just zone in onto what I was doing on the computer or whatever and just put on that gospel music. I ate it up. I'd listen to every service all through the week. I'd take those CDs at that time before we were live streaming and on YouTube. They would be playing all the time. Couldn't get enough of God. Couldn't get enough of God, and that's so many of us and that's that's our walk. And and and, and whether you're here for the first time today or you've been here for 50 years or 70 years or 20 whatever it may be. We've gone through that part that part of that relationship. And just like a relationship with our spouse. It goes through times and seasons. We have to get deeper in that relationship. That, that newness, when that wears off, that's only because there's depths that you're not going to get to when it's just you see stars in your eyes when you see that person. There's a depth that God wants to take us to. There's a deeper walk that God wants to take us to. And so many of us, we've walked. We've, we've got out of Egypt. We've made our way. We've seen the cloud we've seen the pillars of fire we've seen the the red sea parted and then we've seen water come from a rock and now there's three different groups of people really there's those that have they've crossed that red sea they've been baptized Filled with the Holy Ghost, repented, gone through all of those things, all those feelings, all those victories. Seen the victories in our lives, seen the miracles, seen that, that financial provision that you didn't know where it was going to come from. That healing, that time you came up to an altar and got prayed for and a healing came over you. That time that your marriage was restored, that time that your life, something happened, God opened up a new job. Whatever it may be, you've seen miracles Signs and wonders. God showed you, hey, yes, this is the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And he carried you through it. He brought you through these victories, parted that sea. And now we can look around the church. If you've been in it long enough, if you've seen enough people in the church, you can look and say, ah, some have gone back to Egypt. Some have come back. Some have crossed over that Jordan River, and they're just living in the promises. They're walking and talking in victory. Every day, they're just blessing and being blessed and just walking in that victory. They've said, that's my promise over there, so I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to get over there. And there's far, far too many that are just wandering around the wilderness still. Just wandering around the wilderness. A little victory here. I can come over here. Yes, let me go Sunday morning. A nice victory over here. Oh, Monday morning, I'm heading back to Egypt. Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Yep, yep, the pressure, the boss, the financial struggles, the health issues. I'm back in Egypt. God said, no. No, there's a promise. It's right over there. But we find ourselves just going back and forth, hot and cold. And when we're hot and cold, where do we end up? Lukewarm. The point that God made when he, the, the thing that God told me about this message was there's too many of my people living beneath their promises. Far too many of my people I've given promises to. I've told them I'm going to do this. I've told them I'm going to restore this. I'm going to bless them with this. And they're just living beneath it because they haven't crossed that Jordan River. And there's two things keeping you from crossing. There's two people keeping you from crossing that river. One, you're looking back at Egypt. You're looking back with fondness, longing for, lusting for the things of Egypt. It's easy to say, I don't want to give that up. I want to give God everything, but there's this. I want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to, to controlling this situation. I want to be the one that, that controls this. Don't be a dog going back to your vomit either. There's sins that people continue to struggle with. You have victory over those sins in Jesus' name. You have a victory. You have a promise over on the other side of the Jordan, stop going back to the vomit. Stop looking at the luxuries and the things that, that you that you long for with Egypt. Because on the other side, the promises are better. The, the relationships are better. The job is better. Whatever, it, the provision is better. We keep going back to what we know best. It's, well, that person seems to always be there for me. That person seems to always give me an answer. That person seems to always be able to give me a financial uh, aid when I need it. That person needs, seems to always, they pray. They pray better than me. I'm going to ask them to pray. My Lord, you need to be praying for yourself. You need to be praying for your family, for your children. Because God's going to answer your prayers. The promise is unto you. The other thing that we struggle with is we look across the Jordan River without the faith to be able to have what's over there. We look at it with fear. We look at it saying, that's too big. There's no way I, I, can, I can make that. There's no way They're the giant's over there. I can't have victory over them. How am I going to do that? So we find ourselves stuck between the Red Sea and the Jordan River, looking back, looking across. That's too hard. That was really easy. I can go back to that and live in that, that life. Faith isn't always easy, but he's given us enough. He's given us enough of a portion that you can do it. It's just a matter of stepping and going across it and saying, you know what? I don't know how it's going to happen over there. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And guess what? You're not going to do it. You're not going to be the one to get the victory at Jericho over there. You're not gonna be the one that has the victory over there. That's what God's telling you. The promises that I've given you, I'm going to do. You're not gonna do them. I'm gonna do them because God is great. He's the one that, He's the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's your answer. He's your healer. He's your promise. He's your victory. It's in Jesus, it's not in you. I hear it all the time. Well, I just gotta get stronger. I just got to get closer to God. Yeah, we do have to get closer to God. Absolutely, you do. But guess what? You're not going to make it happen. You pray. That's how it happens. And then He's going to respond. You fast. Whatever it is, you get in this word, and then that's how it's going to happen. You got promises that you're not getting because you're not doing. You're not getting closer to God. You're just saying, "Well, it's easier for me to do this." And well, he, you know, you're you're listening to the lies of the enemy. Conviction and condemnation are two different things. We got to understand what conviction is versus the condemnation. If you're messing up, listen to the conviction and say, Lord, help me. Give me the strength to overcome this, whatever this problem is. The condemnation, Satan wants to make that feel like that. He wants you to get comfortable because sin, he's going to make it feel like the sin, oh, it's easier here. I don't feel judged. Well, you're not being judged. The sin is already judged. God hasn't judged you, he's judged the sin. Get out of that mess. Get out of that mess. Give yourself to God. Look across that Jordan River and say, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but all i got to do is cross. And guess what? They're going to lead the way. The Ark of the Covenant is going to lead the way. When they took the Ark of the Covenant into that river, the water stopped again. God said, I'll take care of that. You don't have to do anything. Just walk. We forget about that sometimes. All you got to do is just walk. You don't have to carry it. He said, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. All you got to do is just walk, and and you're going to start running. You're going to start flying in Jesus' name. Amen. But hey, we got to get to the point where we're walking every day. This is a daily walk, and you're waking up. Your flesh is in Egypt. Okay, we're waking up, and we're going out into Egypt every day. I'm in this world, I'm not of it. And we got to understand that and put on the whole armor of God every morning and say, yes, I'm getting up and my flesh is walking into Egypt today, but my spirit and my mind is not there. I'm just passing through and I'm going to be focused on you, Jesus, because my answers are in you. My strength is in you and I'm going to get through this and I'm going to cross this Jordan River because that is where your promise is. It's your promise. Take it. It's your promise today. Take it. Say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this, God. In Jesus' name, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Because the promises in Jesus, look at this again. Again, it says, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go into possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. That three days. That's a type of Christ. How am I going to cross that Jordan River? I'm going to have faith in Jesus. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because I'm not the one that's going to get myself across there. I'm going to go ahead and get the provisions that I need to cross that river. And I'm going to do that through my repentance. My daily repentance. Paul said I die daily. I'm going to die every day in repentance. I'm going to say, Lord... The first time I wake up, as soon as I wake up, Lord, help me today. I die right now. I've crucified my flesh right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when I wake up and I go out in the flesh, then I'm going to be in the flesh. But if I give this to you right now, I'm going to make the provision right now, God. Take it from me and take over me. Let that Holy Ghost inside of me take over. Because when I walk out of this house, I want them to see you, not me. That's how I'm going to make that provision. I'm going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin. And I'm going to have that Holy Ghost. I'm going to have that Holy Ghost be what takes me through this and through each day. In Jesus' name, I'm going to cross this. So I'm going to put it in God. I'm going to put that faith in God. I'm going to be like Joshua and Caleb. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to cross over. I'm not going to stay in the wilderness anymore because there's nothing here for me. There's nothing in the wilderness for you. It's, it's desolate, it's empty, it's little victories and then falling back. Meanwhile, God is saying, I'm giving you a promise. I'm giving you a promise. Joshua saw the promise. Caleb said, I'm going. We're going. However long it takes. Too many people didn't make it across there. We got a lot of songs talking about crossing over the Jordan when you die. We got it right now. You got the victory right now. God came down in the flesh, walked this earth in the flesh, all the while being God on the throne, and overcame it all. It's not, it was for our salvation, but it was all right also to give you victory right now. You have victory right now. It's right now. It doesn't have to be over in glory. Praise God, I can't wait to get over in glory. But you got victory right now. You're not walking in it. Too many people aren't walking in it. you got to wake up and understand this Holy Ghost inside of me, this promise of we're on the other side of this river, is for me. In Jesus' name, it's for me. My God, it's for us right now. Look at the book of Acts. we got Acts 2.38. We know it. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 39 says, for the promise. For the promise is to you, to you, and to your children, and to all who are far far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. That's 39. Let's look at the rest of it. And with many other words... He testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed, Those who were being saved. The promises unto you and to your children afar off. Look at what they did. I'm not saying go home and sell all your possessions today. Sell your home. Quit your job tomorrow. Stop going to the doctor. Cash in your 401k or whatever it is and give it all away. I'm just saying this promise has to sink down into your heart. you got to know and understand that that's the only way. I don't care what virus, what's the next virus. I don't know, there's going to be another virus. There's going to be another economic collapse. There's going to be another administration and another administration should the Lord tarry. And it's up to you to say, this is in my heart. This is deep down in my soul. And this is what I'm going to have faith in. This is where I'm going to put my faith. It would be hard to understand in the wilderness or in the flesh, walking around the walls of Jericho. But when you're over there, living in the promise, when you're walking in the Holy Spirit daily, when you're walking in that Holy Spirit, walking around the city of Jericho makes all the sense in the world. Oh, wait a minute. You just want us to walk, God? Again. All right, we'll just walk. It doesn't make sense in the flesh. It doesn't make sense in the wilderness. But when you're living in a promise, when God said to do it, you're just going to do it. That's what they did in Acts. They just did it. They said, okay, Let's just go. We're going to live this. We're going to walk in this promise. The promise is to you, your children, your family. You need to cross over that river. You need to step into those promises. Like I said, too many promises have been given, and people have not accepted them. They've not walked in them. They've not talked in them. What are you saying? What are your words saying each day? Are you living in the victory? Are you talking life? Are you breathing this word in and out, or are you accepting defeat? Are you listening to the lies of Satan? Are you saying, yes, I'm going to just walk. I'm going to accept this promise. I'm going to share a testimony that we just experienced in our our family Uh, this last week. I told Pastor Colbert about this and a few of you. Last Sunday, as a matter of fact, we had service, wonderful service. God moved, praise God. We get home and just like most of you probably you rest in and take a little sunday afternoon nap or whatever it is and we did that like usual and the last thing i wanted on a sunday night is what happened but liz my wife said she's been saying this for probably a month now i something smells in the house i smell something i don't know i could i can't smell anything for the last month or so it's just what it is so I never did. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't smell anything all these weeks. Finally, last Sunday, I, I, I smelled it. And I was like, it doesn't smell like gas to me. But there's definitely something. So I'm going to go up to the store, uh, you know, that's open late, Meyer, and, and get a detector. and Bring it home, just plug it in just for peace of mind. But something was pricking my heart as I was driving there. Something additional, whether it was the sound of my wife's voice or the unction of the Holy Ghost, probably both. But I said, "You know what? I'm going to call Duke. Just, just tell him, hey, this is what's going on." They, they said, "We're coming over, right now." And, and sure enough, I, I went in, got the detector, pulled in our neighborhood right as Duke was pulling in right ahead of me, and I told him. My wife smells something. I don't think it's gas, but just for her, you know, peace of mind, you know, thanks for coming out. Come in and check it out. He comes in, and he immediately was like, yeah, I smell something. Um, He's like, you know, um, they say you can't smell carbon monoxide. He said, but when it's bad enough, you can. So he's like, I need to step outside because my tester is already acting up, and I want to start it outside so it comes fresh when I come in. He came in and within a couple of minutes he came up to us and said, Your carbon monoxide is through the roof. He said, as a matter of fact, you might not have made it through the night. And he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep checking some of the areas and we're gonna turn your furnace off right now, open your windows right now. And he did, he went outside and tested also where it comes out. And where it comes out, again, that's fortunately going out of the house. He said, the highest my detector will go is 2,000, whatever it is, particles per second, I don't know, whatever it is. And he said it hit 2,000 instantaneously, soon as it got there. And he said, right now, inside the house, it's reading about 500. He's like, I don't know what, how you've not gotten sick. I don't know how you've, if you've had it like this for as long as you say, I, it doesn't make sense to me, I don't understand it. I did. Liz did, and, and he, he shut off the furnace, and we opened the windows. It got really cold, but there was no carbon monoxide in the house. And, and, and he said, yeah, I can smell it. It's, it's bad. And he said, yeah, it's reading about 500. Uh, you may not have woke up tomorrow. And um, he stayed until it was reading zero, between zero and one. And left the next day, somebody came out looked at it. They said, yeah, your heat exchange is completely cracked. They're like, carbon monoxide has been filling your home. And I don't know how long it was. Liz has been smelling it for roughly a month. I don't know. I don't know. All she said was, I thank God that his finger or an angel's finger, something was blocking that and pushing that outside. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But you got to understand, that's not just our promise that he did for us. You better believe I went out and got new detectors and put them in. But I don't have faith in those detectors. They could malfunction at any time. Just like I don't have any any faith in anything else to protect me from a virus, economic downturn, whatever it is. I'm going to rely on the things provided to us. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for the things God has given us. Doctors, medications, all the things, the precautions that we take. But I'm going to know deep down in my heart that if that detector's not working, God's working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working, God. Even when I don't know it, you're working, God. Jesus' name. That's what he's trying to tell you here today, church. He's giving you promises today. He's giving you promises. I want the musicians and singers to come forward if they would. I want us to go ahead and stand right now. Because I want somebody to take a few minutes. We've got a few minutes. I know it's cold out. I know you want to get home to that warm house like I did last week. But you need to know right now, he's working. If he's giving you a promise today... I want you to raise your hands and start receiving it. We're going to take a few minutes. If you want to come forward, I'll put this mask on. I'll pray, I'll pray with you. Whatever it is you need to do, I want some people today to remember that promise. I don't care how long ago it was God gave it to you. He's wanting somebody to take some victories home today. He's wanting some people to cross over that river today and say, you know what, I'm tired of walking around in this wilderness I'm tired of living beneath the promises of God. You should, we should. I want to see miracle signs and wonders. Let's make provisions to see these miracle signs and wonders today. Let's do it as Tree of Life Church. Let's get behind our pastor and walk into that new sanctuary with miracle signs and wonders. Let's get our victory today, so those people coming in a year or two can get their victory. Your victory is here today. He told me when he gave me this message and put it on my heart. If they receive it today, I'm going to give them their victory today. You got to receive it. We got to start understanding that. He's going to make a way. He's going to make the way. The way maker. He's going to push the water back in the Jordan River. The priests are going to stand there with the Ark of the Covenant. The water is going to recede. He's making the way. you got to step forth in faith and promise and believe it. Settle it in your soul today. That, Lord God, I'm tired. I'm not going to put my faith in anything else but you and your truth and your promise. No matter what I'm facing, God, I want to put it deep down in my soul down in my soul bury it inside of me God whatever lie the enemy tells me make it so strong inside of me that Satan can't move it he can't touch it go ahead pray for yourself right now I'm praying with you go ahead and pray right now exalt the Lord come forward take a minute and say Lord God You promised me something at some time in my life. I gave up on it, but you're making the promise today. And I'm going to receive it today, God, because you gave me that promise. I'm going to walk in it. Go ahead and cross right now. He's telling you, take that step of faith. If it's not for you, if it's for your loved one, if it's for your husband, for your wife, for your children, whoever it is right now. Take that promise. Grab a hold of it. Put it deep in your soul today. Cross the Jordan River today. Praise God right now. Thank him for it right now. This is your moment and your time. He's given you a promise. Don't let the enemy steal it right now. The enemy's trying to tell you right now it's a lie and it's not for you. I rebuke that lie right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive your promise today in the name of Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, Lord God. Speak to our hearts right now. Heal us today, God. The healing that you promised me is here today. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The healing is here today. Tayala Boko Shayala Mahataya, Jesus' name, receive it today. I worship Jesus' name, receive it this morning.
1: You are here, moving in darkness. I worship you. I worship you. You are here.
0: Somebody needs to respond. Don't
1: leave,
0: Don't leave it here today. Don't leave it here today. make a miracle work, a promise
1: keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. darkness (laughs) i <laughs>